sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. This is the SportsGrid Radio Network. Bounce back in a big way. Wiggins drives and finishes! Exclamation point from Andrew Wiggins! Has gotten his opportunity and has taken full advantage of it. It's not how you drive, it's how you arrive. Mama, there goes that man. 158 remaining. The Warriors, the championship DNA shows. Everyone's just excited, you know, just showing love and, you know, support. Everyone's happy, you know, we're one, one win away from, you know, winning a championship, you know, so... Everyone's excited. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Tuesday, June 14th. It is a flag day. Also, we have a full moon later on tonight. Hi, I'm Scott Wetzel, giving you everything, not only sports and gambling, but a little of history as well. Sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls, 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to send a tweet, it is at Opposite Picks. You want to email me, go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott icon and fire away uh warriors on the warpath oh brother uh, don't make this stuff harder than it has to be we're gonna give this one more attempt this is why the rams won't win again uh why just the golfers buxton busts out top five not even top 10 and uh, more than one way to skin a cat we'll get to all those stories push your phone calls pyramid plays open parlays and of course opposite picks abc there with the call uh, and then uh, Andrew Wiggins afterwards uh, talking about the Golden State Warriors win last night. One win away from winning a championship. Spectacular uh, drive to the lane and dunk uh, as uh, Wiggins and uh, company beat up the Boston Celtics last night. 104 to uh, 94 as they take a 3-2 series lead heading back to Boston for game six. Wow. And I tell you what, it, you know, it, it is only 3-2 to two, and Boston's more than capable of winning two in a row, right? They've done that a gazillion times, but boy, this does seem like a big 3 to two after you know when you're up to one and now all of a sudden you know a week later because that's the nba postseason schedule you're down three two that's a huge three two you know when you win game four and then the other team wins game five it's like all right we're going back and forth this is like the series is over this is really like Excuse me, the series is done. I mean, does anybody, does any, even a Celtic fan, do you really think you're winning the next two? They might, they could, they're capable of it, but do you feel like that's a possibility right now? Not a chance in the world. Not after they got outplayed in game four on their own court. They got outplayed last night. You know, for the most part, that was a one-sided game. Celtics trailed by 12 at the half. They did actually take the lead in the third quarter, uh, only to have the biggest bucket of the game, turn the momentum back in favor of Golden State, and then it was just an ugly fourth quarter for the Celtics. They had five points, folks. Five points in the fourth quarter they scored with less than four minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was embarrassing. That, that's just, So when you lose a game like that, you walk out of that game, it's just like there's no way. How the heck is that team winning not once but twice over Golden State? I told you so. You know, it's, it's not quite I told you so, I told you so, I told you so moment. We'll wait for game six, maybe game seven for that. But 
I didn't understand people. Uh, even the coach last night who was on with us with uh, in game live, you know, was saying that he thinks Boston is the better team, but you know, Gold State's finding ways to win and blah blah blah. And I, like, I didn't want to interrupt him, but and I've heard many people say that. I, I don't get how people think Boston is the better team. I really don't. I, you know, you want to tell me they have the better player? That's not the case with Steph Curry, right? You want to tell me they have the best two players? Um, you know, that hasn't been the case this series. But if you want to tell me Brown and Tatum were a little bit better than Wiggins, I suppose. Uh, and and uh, and Steph, you know, I'd argue that, but okay, I'll give you that. But then once it goes from there, it, it's all you know, Golden State. You know, the third best player, whether it's Clay or uh, Wiggins, however you know order you want to put him in, is, is ten times better than Marcus Smart. And their fourth best player, Poole, although he's not really played well, or Draymond, is ten times better than uh, than Al Horford. I, I mean, and the further deeper you go, the more it's one sided towards Golden State. So I don't, I don't get. I never did understand how people thought Boston was the better team, and I'm a Celtic fan. I mean, they, they basically played like crap. If you really break it down, you know, uh, how many quarters has Boston won versus Golden State this playoff, this finals? You know, and I tell you, Golden State's probably won about 75 to 80% of the quarters. You know, the, the Boston wins game one because they rallied from 14 down. Otherwise, they would have lost that game. So they're, they're, you know, outplayed for the most part in that contest. You know, they're able to win game three from start to finish. And, and looking back on that, that's probably more an anti-Golden State thing than a pro-Boston thing. And uh, that that's really been it. I mean, Golden State wins from start to finish in game four. Golden State last night wins from start to finish after losing game th third quarter. But, you know, otherwise, you know, Golden State won the other three quarters. Quarters. I mean, literally, it's been like four, five quarters for Boston, <clears throat> and how many quarters, whatever that would equate to, to, to Golden State. I can't figure it out on the top of my head. It's been a Golden State-dominated series. Celtics are lucky they're still in this thing. Uh, and I, I tell you, the biggest bucket last night, you could uh, debate it all, but it was the Celtics making a great run. They trailed by 12 at the half. They led at the end of the third quarter, apparently, but Jordan Poole from just inside half court, bank shot three as he just, just, just gets the ball out of his hands in time. And instead of Boston leading by two, Golden State leads by one, heading into the fourth quarter, and the crowd's back in him. That was your deciding point, believe it or not. All right, just getting it away, left to get to Opposite Pick Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You know, in the NBA, at the time, I was, guys try to get shots up. They didn't want me to shoot the ball. So I said, I just took the ball with me to the timeout, and I kept the ball the whole time. They ain't say nothing. They just ain't want me to shoot the ball. I think over the last, the course of whatever it is, two and a half years since we got Wiggs, I think he's done a great job of just sort of figuring out what we needed, and uh, our, our veteran players have mentored him and counseled him, and he understands now, okay, you know, got to rebound. Got to got to rebound from his position. Got to attack the rim. Got to guard the best guy on the other team. And there's a reason he was the number one pick. The guy's an incredible athlete, great size. We found a, a great spot here with our team, and we found a great fit in Wig. so it's been a, a really good uh, really good marriage. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
All right, that's Jason Tatum to start, and then uh, Steve Kerr talking about the Andrew Wiggins. Uh, yep, uh, he is the model of consistency, and I will say this about Wiggins and Golden State. The more he performs and the more they can count on him, the less they need Draymond Green. You know, I, I know it's a different, uh, basically, position, although it's really not. It's forward. Uh, but they do two different things for the most part, but really not because Wiggins does get the rebounds, you know. If Wiggins can be counted on and, and can play consistent and, uh, you know, really be there, and he has actually been there. He's a quiet 17, 18 points. Last night was allowed 26. Uh, he had allowed, uh, you know, the 26 or so, 27 against Dallas the one game as well. But for the most part, he's like a quiet 17, 18. But if he steps up and bees the man, that's the less Golden State needs to worry about Draymond Green. Couple of things here. Uh, welcome back. Off to picks 844-843-6879. Uh, first off with Jason Tatum, another dud game. Just invisible in the fourth quarter. He had 22 points. He finishes with 27. He had 22 with about three, four minutes left to go in the third. And he gets five more points the rest of the way. May sound like a lot, but that's two buckets in, in basically a quarter and, and change. That's just not going to get it done. Don't, don't sit there and tell me, please. You know, NBA fans, these NBA experts, these guys that just want to kiss ass. Don't tell me Jason Tatum's a top five player. Forget about top five. He's not even a top ten player in the NBA. He's right around that, uh, you know, 10 to 15, 20 point range. Really? Yeah, 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 really. When you start thinking about it, I, I could rattle off 10 real quickly. In fact, I have 12. Greek Freak's better, Embiid's better, LeBron's better, AD's better, Cat's better, John Morant's better, the Joker is better, Durant's better, Kyrie is probably even better, Luka obviously is better, Steph Curry's better, and Kawhi Leonard, when he's healthy, is better. There's 12 right there that I don't even think are debatable. He's in that secondary category. Uh, you know, the Damian Lillards of the world. Good players, solid players. You know, you take them on your team, but they're not good enough to win an NBA championship. You know, there's a reason why Damian Lillard has never been to a final. He's been terrific. He's been one of the better players in the NBA, but he's not good enough to carry that team. And you want to tell me, okay, the team isn't any good around me? We'll get into that. But, you know, but Boston has some pretty good players around him, so that's not the case with the Celtics. But he's just not good. And I don't know how many years the Celtics are going to go before they finally realize that. This team, as I told you yesterday, this team wouldn't have beaten Milwaukee if Middleton was playing. This team clearly wouldn't have beaten Miami if Miami didn't have two, three guys hurt and injured. I mean, so uh, it, it, they're not the best team in the Eastern Conference. They are. They're the benefactor of some circumstances right now that have gotten them into the finals. But this same team next year is not getting to the NBA finals. I don't think they're going to beat a straight up Brooklyn Nets team. I don't think they're going to beat the Greek freak in Middleton. I really don't. And I, I know for a fact they wouldn't beat Miami because they didn't beat them a couple of years ago when they were healthy. So. So they're really, they're just not, they're not that good. And, and neither is Tatum. Stop trying to put Jason Tatum in a top five. I hear people say top five player in the NBA. Top five? Are you nuts? Top five? Who's he better, who's he better than Kevin Durant? I mean, is he, is he better than the Greek freak? The Greek freak's got to be in there, right? LeBron, say what you want about him, but he's got to be in there. Durant's got to be in there. You, you're telling me he's better than uh, Luka? No. You're telling me he's better than the Joker? No. Well, there's five right there. How is he a top five player? He's not even top ten. The other thing is, more than one way to skin a cat. What does that mean, Scott? I don't know. 
What, 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 who's skinning a cat? Where's Peter when you need him? Who came up? What does that expression even mean? I, I know what it means or what it's supposed to represent. There's more than one way of doing something. But who's skinning a cat? Anyway, FanDuel, God bless him, has Golden State at minus 380 to win the NBA championship. Don't believe that. That's not the line. Well, it says right here on my computer, Scott, Golden State, minus 380, Boston, plus 3 to 1. That's not, you do not have to risk 380 to win on Golden State. So it says on my computer, yeah, but the computer is wrong. That, that, that's why you listen to opposite picks. I'm going to shave 100 points off that. I'm going to allow you to bet Golden State at minus two and change to win the NBA championship. How's that possible? Follow along. I'll go slowly because it's a little complicated, but not really. The goal, we'll just say, is to win $100, and that's what these bets are all based on. And when we give point spreads and stuff, it's all based on $100. You don't have to bet $100, obviously, but that's what it's based on. So in order to win $100 on Golden State, I do have to lay, if I bet this, minus $380. That's $380, $380 to win $100. Now, here's where there's more than one way to skin a cat, as dopey as that is. They also allow you to bet Golden State to win the series in the exact score, meaning four games to two or four games to three, right? There's only two possibilities because, uh, uh, you know, it's a best of seven. If you pick four games to two, it's plus 125. If you pick four games to three, it's plus 145. And this is where I think maybe they screwed up. I got a feeling those should be minuses. But that said, maybe not. If you bet, now again, the goal is to win 100, right? So we got 380 over here on the right to win 100. I don't want to do that. To win 200 on Golden State, and that's what we're going to have to do, follow along, because we're going to have to bet Golden State at to win the series 4-2 to two, and Golden State to win the series four games to three. So we're going to lose 100 on one of those two bets, right? So we really got to win 200. In order to win 200 for Golden State to win in six games, we got to risk 148 because, remember, we're getting back 125. So 148 to win 200. In order to win $200 on Golden State to win four games to three, that's plus 145. We have to risk $138. So 138 plus 148, last time I checked, is $288, or $86. So we're risking $286 to win $100. Why risk $380 on the actual Warriors to win the championship bet when you just bet Golden State to win in six games and in seven games, and you only have to risk two hundred and uh, what did I say, eighty-six dollars? And if you're, you know, if you're not driving off the road just yet, I'm gonna throw one more wrinkle at you so you could save even more money. Don't bet the Warriors to win four games to two at plus one twenty-five. You can bet the series to end in six games at plus 135. 
Well, the Celtics can't end the series. The, you know, Golden State's already got three wins. So if Boston wins game six, then it's got to go to a game seven. The only team that's winning the series in six is Golden State, right? So now you bet the uh, series to end in six games at plus 135. It doesn't save us that much, but it saves us 12 bucks because now we don't have to weigh, lay 160 to win 200 on the Warriors winning four games to two. I'm going to lay 148 to win 200 on the series ending in six games. So to make a long story short, you lay the 138 on Golden State to win four games to three. You win the 140. You lay the 148 on Golden State in essence for the series to end in six, and uh, you know you're risking, uh, like I said, 286 bucks versus the 380. Mr. Vegas, yours truly, opposite picks just saved you over 100 bucks. Book it, Dano. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. That was Swing, fly ball, rifled center. Lane Thomas going back, it's gone! What a huge hit again for Swanson with two outs. Unreal! He's playing like an all-star. And the Braves have a four-run cushion again. Man, oh man, was that ball cream. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Ah, that you are. 844-843-6879. Our toll-free telephone number again, 844-843-6879. The calls, NBCSN in Philadelphia, and then uh, Valley Sports South uh, with the Atlanta Braves uh, and the Washington Nationals as the Braves do win again. Their 12th straight win, and the Phillies win again. Uh, They've now won 10 of their last 11. They rallied from 2-1 down in the 8th inning. You know, typical Major League Baseball. I mean, you know, listen, I know he's the face of the franchise, but, you know, you got a 2-1 lead, bottom of the eighth inning, runner on third base. Your starting pitcher has been phenomenal. He has thrown 113 pitches. I get that, but there's two outs. There's a runner on third base. Is four, five more pitches really going to kill him? Really? Instead, they bring some bum reliever in. He gives up the tie break or the tying RBI hit, and then the Phillies end up winning it in nine innings against another reliever. So maybe they would have won anyway since two relievers screwed up. But just, you know, the guy's one out away from getting out of the eighth inning with a 2-1 lead. And just Major League Baseball 2020, God forbid a pitcher should throw more than 113 pitches. Wow, it's the end of the world as we know it. So, But again, real quickly, just to summarize, I know it's a little confusing, but basically try to win $100. And FanDuel says it's going to cost you 380 bucks to, to win 100 on Golden State. But you don't have to do that. Just bet Golden State to win in six and Golden State to win in seven. Well, what happens if Golden State doesn't win? Well, then you got troubles. That's the only little uh, you know caveat to it all uh but you know what you're saving money you know you're basing this on golden state winning if golden state loses well you lost 380 bucks 
if you bet the other way. If Golden State loses, you've only lost $280 in essence, $286. So I, I'm literally, I'm saving you about $100. So I, I don't know if it's the quirky little thing in that the team that's leading it three games to two is actually the underdog in game six, which is the case here. So that's why this this, this creates a little loop, a loophole. And it's actually a big loophole. You know, why risk basically $400 when you can risk $300? And that's what you get here on opposite picks. So love finding these little. I really, I, I, excuse me, I get off on finding these little loopholes. I really do. I, I enjoy it. Uh, last thing here on the game itself, that Jordan Poole jumper uh, at the end of the third quarter. I really think that was the difference. I really do. You know, Boston had come all the way back. They had the lead. Uh, the place was dead. They were they were stunned. And instead of that being the case, heading into the fourth quarter, Poole hits this crazy half-court bank shot, uh, and Golden State ends up going into the fourth quarter with the lead and, more importantly, with the momentum. Wiggins, monster game, 26 points. He had 10 in the fourth quarter. That's more than Brown and Tatum combined. Uh, I tell you, those two guys are both, both overrated. And Boston now 3-13 and 13 straight. I'm surprised the NBA would do this. I really am. You know, when uh, Tony Brothers referees, Boston is now 3-13 and 13 in the postseason. 4-12 and 12 against the spread. You know, that, that why would they do He's not a great referee. Why, why would they go out of their way? I don't know why. Uh, Curry goes 0 for 9 from three-point land, and that snaps his 233-game uh, consecutive streak with at least one made three-pointer. He was awful last night. You know, in a game after having that terrific 43-point performance, uh, he lays an egg, and the Celtics still couldn't win the game. And that's why, if you're a Celtic fan, you got to really be like, down the dumps uh, they're just you know what gives you any thought that they were actually going to win what well you know I, I don't i don't you know from here on out like they're going to win two games i don't see it i i just don't see it all right 844-843-6879 still a lot to get to uh, i want to get a little golf a little football stuff uh a little baseball more baseball steven strasburg back on the uh, il used to be called the dl but now it's the il uh, one uh, one game off uh, coming off the IL, and he has discomfort in his throwing shoulder, and now he's back on the IL. Uh, Ozzy Albies, his greatest things have been going for the Braves. He breaks his foot trying to run out of the batter's box. Just just try. He took a swing and he just tried. His foot gave out. He's got a fractured foot. Wow. And Byron Buxton, probably the best player no one's ever heard of. Although you should have heard him. He's like one of those phenoms that hasn't, you know, it's taken a little while to develop. Uh, boy, he just eats up Mariners pitching. Last eight games against the Mariners, hit a home run last night. Minnesota wins 3-2 in the late game. 15 of 32 with six homers. Man, you want to play a little fantasy if you're into that with the with the boys in Vegas? Uh, bet Byron Buxton uh, getting a hit, maybe a home run or whatever uh, later on tonight when the, the Mariners and the Twinkies continue their series. All right, 844-843-6879. Uh, to the phones we go. Our good buddy Johnny in Manhattan starts us off today. What's going on, John? How are you on this Tuesday? Doing well, Scott. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Be better if Boston won. During your uh, eight-minute soliloquy about uh, betting on the end of the series, do you know that you sprinkled in the expression to make a long story short? (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) I did summarize it quickly. It's not about the money, you know. Yeah, right, yeah, it's just a, just a financial thing, that's all. Um, it is a little confusing, but it's not confusing. You just bet them to win in, in six games or in seven games. You got to double your bet, but you're really saving money on it. So, But it, it's, you know, 
can be confusing for people, I suppose. And uh, speaking of confusing, Scott, you got to call him the Greek freak who's really not Greek. You can't just call him the Greek freak because then I think I'm listening to a different uh, talk show host, Scott. Yes. <laughs> You're right. You're right about that. Did I not say he's really not Greek? I was trying to throw through that really fast, I suppose. But yes, he's really not Greek. Grew up in um, Greece. I'll leave you with two really questions and a comment, and I want your opinion on, on my comment. Uh, my first question is, would you sign for the Yankees going to the World Series but getting swept? Second question is, would you sign for Aaron Judge going to San Francisco and sticking it to the Yankees, but then you can't complain about the Yankees overpaying him for the next eight years. And last but not least, during the uh, highlights, all those home runs were walk-offs, and I was realizing, Scott, that the drama of the home run itself is basically lost. It's only uh, inherent if it's a walk-off because, as you know, home runs are cheap. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Scott. All right. Uh, first one. Would I take? That's a good one, John. I like that one. Would I take the Yankees right now to get to the World Series and not win? And you even threw get swept. Um, I'll just take it as just not win. Uh, and you know what? Considering who's in the American League, yeah. You know, is Minnesota going to beat them out of the Central? The White Sox definitely not. You know, is Houston going to beat them? I, I, I've been surprised that the Astros are as good as they are, but I don't think the Astros are beating them. You know, could the uh, Blue Jays uh, turn it on? You know, the one thing about the Blue Jays is that they're willing to spend some money, so I don't doubt that they're not necessarily a finished product, that they are really, really seriously contending. But other than that, I mean, is Tampa Bay going to get it done? I don't think so. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard not to make a case. There's so few good teams in the American League. It's, it's hard not to make the case that the Yankees are going to the World Series. So I absolutely would sign up for that. Let them get to the World Series and get swept or just lose. I don't care if they lose in seven, as long as they don't win. Ultimately, Red Sox fans, and really all baseball fans, we have two goals. Have your favorite team win. Have the Yankees not win. So I would accept that. Aaron Judge, oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, mean, I don't even mind Judge staying with the Stankies. I really don't. I mean, honestly, if you asked me which way would I have it, I'd say he stays with the Stanks. Why is that? Because he never plays. He's always hurt. This is his walk year. Uh, no doubt he's taking extra precautions to stay healthy this year. He doesn't do that. You can count on one hand, and <clears throat> one hand, how many game, how many years he's had a full season. He's always, always, always hurt. So they could take that same $30, 35000000 million that they're going to have to give Judge and maybe even more and pay a real player, or they can have a locked-in Judge who figures to be on the uh, IL half the time. I'd just as soon have them pay Judge and be on the I.L. half the time. I really would. And as far as the home runs, yeah, listen, swing for the fences. Now, we only play the highlights because that's what we're supposed to do. You People want to hear about the walk-off uh, hits, whether they're a hit or a home run or, or whatever the case may be. But, yeah, baseball uh, baseball has just been, it's been a watered-down product. No two ways about it. Home run or bust. Simple as that. And, you know, it's funny. You're seeing that with the boys in Vegas. Last year... Once games got to the eighth inning within game live, knowing that the tenth inning you're going to start with a runner on second base, right? They would pull the over-unders off the board because they knew 
the you'd get at least three runs. You know, the, the team batting first would bunt the runner over and score. The team batting second would bunt the runner over and score. Then you'd have to have at least one more run, right? And sometimes that went on forever. So they pulled them off starting in, in August last year. This year, they haven't. They've actually kept them up through the bottom of the eighth. They don't do it in the ninth, per se, uh, more times than not. But they have kept it up in the eighth. So what? Well, they realize teams aren't bunting the runners over to third base anymore. That was almost a foregone result last year. You had a couple teams not do it. But this year... More, way more teams, for the most part, do not bunt that runner over because it's a home run or bust game. It, it's just simply, I, we'd rather have that at bat rather than bunt the runner over to third base. It's getting to be boring. It, it really is. I know it's not boring. Opposite picks, that's coming up next right here, Sports Grid Radio, Series 67159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. LLs know what that music means. Time to take out those padded pencils, get set for the fastest, and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks and newbies ask? Well, we give you six, seven games, six, seven thousand reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Got a six-pack of games for you. Uh, we're going to start with the uh, St. Louis uh, Cardinals, minus 160 versus Pittsburgh. Uh, I tell you, we love the Cardinals here, but we're breaking not one, but two Cardinal, pardon the pun, rules. Uh, we're betting on a midweek afternoon game, which we hate to do, and a doubleheader game, which we hate to do. Two no-nos in our book, but we have to, as Pittsburgh has oil can, gas can, potato can, JT Brubaker on the hill, and as all loyal LLs know, it's easy to root against any JT. He's 0-6 with a 4.60 ERA, and just like most JTs we all know, he's awful at what he does. <clears throat> I digress. Uh, give me a Pittsburgh plus the 140. Pick number two, Atlanta plus one and a half runs at Washington. Let it go, Scott. Let it go. We've been on the Braves bandwagon for a good portion of their current 12-game win streak. No sense jumping off now, right? I mean, Braves are still on fire after winning last night. I did bet on Washington. Steven Strasburg pitching last week. I uh, won't make that mistake again. In fact, uh, he's been, he was so bad, they yanked him. He's back on the IL, so the Nationals don't even know who they're starting. Doesn't matter. Uh, they can get Walter Johnson to come out of retirement and start. I love, 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 love the Braves here. Uh, give me the Nationals plus the one and a half runs. Pick number three, Toronto laying a run and a half versus Baltimore. Blue Jays are at home, and that means, obviously, Baltimore is on the road. And they lost again on the road last night. What was it, 11-1 against Toronto? They're now 11-21 on the road. Jays, meanwhile, red hot. They won 14 of 18, 9 of 12 at home. Love Toronto here. And give me Baltimore plus the one and a half runs. 
Uh, pick number five, uh, San Diego uh, laying a buck 35 versus the Cubs. Uh, Padres are the play all series. They won last night four to one. Cubs now have lost seven straight. Uh, they got crushed by the Stankies over the weekend. They've been outscored now 32 to six their last four games. They are just brutal. Padres, meanwhile, 21 and 11 on the road this year, while the Cubs are opposite, pardon the pun, at 11 and 21. I just love San Diego late. Only a buck 35. Uh, give me the Cubs uh, plus the 115. Next up, Colorado Pickham versus Cleveland. You know, the Rocks actually split their four-game series at San Diego this weekend after taking two of three at San Francisco. Not bad for a team that just generally is awful on the road. Now they're back home. They send one of their better pitchers to the hill against Guardians A. Shane Bieber. Last place Rocks are at least 16 and 16 at home. And uh, uh, Cleveland is uh, under 500 on the road. You know what? Small little hunch, but I do like the, uh, the Rockies here. Why not? Uh, give me Cleveland to pick them. Pick number six, final play. Mets uh, minus 160 versus Milwaukee. Brewers are slumping. They've lost two of three over the weekend to Washington. Washington. Uh, they did win Sunday, snapping an eight-game losing streak, but they still have lost 10 of 12. That's two in 10, folks. And it's not exactly like a who's who of who they've been playing. They lost that streak to the Nationals, Cubs, and Phillies. Now they face the uh, best team in the National League, the Mets, on the road, no less. Love of New York here. Uh, give me Milwaukee uh, plus the 140. Opposite pick, six-pack for you. Pittsburgh Pirates, game one, afternoon against the Cardinals. Uh, Washington Nationals, plus one and a half runs against the Braves, who are riding a 12-game win streak. Baltimore, plus one and a half runs against Toronto, despite the Orioles being atrocious on the road. Uh, Cubs, plus 115 against the Padres, despite the Cubbies losing seven in a row. Uh, the uh, Guardians uh, pick up against Colorado, despite Colorado being the home team. And the Milwaukee Brewers, plus 140, despite the, the Mets red hot and the Brewers just 2-10 their last 12 games. Opposite picks for a Tuesday, June 14th. Good luck, folks. All right, as always, uh, we post that stuff on the website, oppositepicks.com. Uh, All right, let's check out our period plays last night. This was a toughie. Uh, I'm going to be fair, as I always am, and grade this out as I said it. Uh, our best uh, NBA play, we gave you Golden State, minus the four. Did unfortunately love them last night, and they, they were a winner. Our prop, I'm going to take it as a loser, and you you could determine what you ended up doing. I told you on FanDuel, it was 26.5 points, Jason Tatum, minus 125. Or you could bet 27.5 points at even. But they actually listed 26.5. If you went into the adjusted lines, you saw the 27.5. So I said, all right, we might as well just do the 27 and a half at even, right? Well, you know how many points he ended up with? Yeah, you guessed it, 27. So I'll take it as a loss because I did say 27 and a half. Hopefully you guys took it at 26 and a half and laid the extra juice for the one point. Normally I wouldn't do that, but in this case it hit dead on 27. And he had, as I said, he had 22 points you know, midway through the third quarter. How this guy didn't get 28 points is just a joke. But hopefully you cashed in at the 26 and a half uh, mark. And our best baseball play was Toronto laying a run and a half against Baltimore. Easy winner, 11 to one. So cha-ching, cha-ching. Uh, 
uh, on that one. So where are we going to go for today? Well, no NBA today, no NHL today. NHL starts tomorrow. So uh, this is an off day. Uh, it's kind of a weird schedule. We have no nothing today. Stanley Cup Finals Wednesday, and then uh, the Baskets has another three days off. It's just a joke. It is just an absolute joke. And I tell you, you know what I really believe is happening, which is kind of leading to this up and down, up and down? I think these guys are getting distracted and bored. You know, if they were playing every day or at least every other day, their, their mind would still be in it. But I think their mind wanders when you have three days off. I, and and it's, it's all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we got a game today? That, that's right. I mean, it's, it's hard to uh, have that emotional roller coaster, and it's creating these blow-up bad games. So we only have the baseball tonight. Um, I'm going to go with Atlanta, laying a run and a half. Listen, they've won 12 in a row. No sense jumping off that bandwagon. I could go with Toronto. And, you know, I do like Toronto again, but, you know, Atlanta's been phenomenal. Washington stinks. Um, so let, let's go with the Braves as our our, uh, play of the day, M M uh, MLB, and obviously the only play of the day. So since that's the only one, so that's our official play of the day. Um, our lightning strikes we lost last night. Had the Celtics loser, Baltimore loser, Pittsburgh loser, Kansas City loser. So we went 0 for 40. Cost us $200. We gave it a shot. Didn't work out. We came close a couple times. We went 3-1 and one a couple times, but we never had that one crazy night where all the dogs won, which is what we were going for. We could continue to do it, but... You know, uh, the idea is to win. So, you know what? We'll just accept the fact that it might happen and we won't be on it. We're going to change philosophies here. We're going to go with minus one and a half runs. I do like this. And the boys in Vegas are getting wise to it. They used to lower it by like a good 150 points. And now they're only lowering it 100. But we're looking for small favorites laying a run, making them plus odds. So we got four we're going to put in here, and we're going to use this from here on out. Well, for a little while, anyway. San Diego laying a run and a half, plus 125 or so. Mets laying a run and a half against uh, the Angels, uh, plus uh, 125 or so. Astros laying a run and a half, same thing, plus 125 or so. And then we're going to go with the Twinkies laying a run and a half. This is ideally what we look for. They're plus 188. By the way, Jalen wrote, that's got to be a wig, right? That's, some, someone please tell me that the, uh, the mop on top of Jalen Rose's head is not his real hair. It can't be. It can't possibly be. And if it's not, then someone's got to tell him that thing looks so phony. I mean, please, please tell me that's not his real hair. Um, I digress. So we're going with San Diego, Mets, Astros, uh, Twins. Uh, he looks like, you know, our old gang, and I won't even say it. So San Diego, Mets, Astros, Twins. If they all hit by two runs or more, we win $313. Uh, this we're putting $10 on. Uh, we will fluctuate between five and ten. I really do like this one, so we're going to go ten. If all three, all four win, we, we win three hundred thirteen dollars. Our open parlay we hit last night with uh, Toronto, so we won seventy two dollars laying a run and a half. I'm going to go right back on Toronto. I won't lay the run and a half. I won't tempt fate. Uh, we'll put up. 
$172 now that we have since we are original $100 bet plus the $72 we won last night. So $172 on Toronto at minus $230. If we win, we win $75. We do that six times before we cash our ticket. Our underdog open parlay, Miami plus the 120 Looked like it was going to be a winner, but of course it was not uh, as the Marlins blow the late 2-1 lead. So we got to start all over again. We're now 0 for 47. And uh, down 1950 bucks. Uh, we, we need a winner here, Scott, so uh, no more screwing around. We're going to go with the uh, Tampa Bay Devil Dogs, plus 190 at New York. Going to go against the Stankies at home? Yeah. You know, you got Corey Kluber on the hill for Tampa Bay. Little revenge factor was with the Yankees last year. Nothing crazy, not like facing Cleveland again, but still, he might have a little, little extra incentive. He's pitched well his last three times out. You know, we're getting almost two to one with a team that's 10 games over 500 and a veteran pitcher on the hill. I'll take my chances Tampa Bay can win. Uh, so plus the 190 on uh, Tampa Bay tonight against the uh, the Stankies. So we got Toronto in the one. That's the open parlay, the full unit, and then we're starting a quarter of a unit. It's only 25 bucks uh, on uh, Tampa Bay uh, tonight. So we're set with that. Our other baseball plays, we went 2-2 uh, two and two yesterday, winning with Atlanta and uh, Toronto, and we lost with Miami and Detroit. So tonight we're going to go right back on Atlanta, um, laying the run and a half. We're going to go right back on Toronto, laying the run and a half, and we're going to go right back on Detroit, uh, plus odds, plus 115 or so against the, the White Sox. Uh, we'll play those three. We'll go off uh, Miami. We only played Miami last night because of uh, the Alcantara kid uh, pitching for the, the uh, Marlins. So we'll go with those uh, those three. Uh, updated the NBA stats, by the way, with the favorite winning and covering last night. Favorites are now 62-28, and 28, straight up 52-37-1 against the spread. 47 of the 90 games have been decided by double digits. Over half, as we had another one last night, 10 points. Amazing. Just amazing. We'll get into this a little bit more tomorrow since the U.S. Open starts on Thursday, so we will have one more day. In fact, FanDuel doesn't even have the lines up uh, last time I checked, uh, which was about five minutes ago. So, But we're going to give it one more crack. What is that, you say? Uh, players that fail to make the cuts. We're going to do it one more time. And we'll see. We take, we take the bottom 20, which is really the best 20 guys, and we bet them not to make the cut at plus odds. Uh, generally, you need about five or so to break even. U.S. Open is uh, by far the most difficult of the majors, so this is the one where you can get some really crazy scores from even the great golfers. So if there was a tournament where this would be ideal, this would be it. So we're going to give it one more crack, and we'll give all the golfers out tomorrow when FanDuel has the numbers posted. Uh, the LIV, we had Phil Mickelson talking to the media yesterday. I will say this about it. You know, uh, I, I do feel bad with all the 9-11 stuff. The family's now getting involved. Uh, I'm not taking sides on this. What I am wondering is why why no protesting of the host? You know, this tournament's not in Saudi Arabia. It's in Boston this weekend. How come the golf event is not being criticized? How come just the golfers? Why not the media members that are covering the events? Uh, can we bet on this without feeling guilty? I mean, where does the blame stop and, and start? Opposite picks. Close it up shop next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, welcome back. Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio as we are every Monday through Friday. Yeah, you can listen to us as well. If you want to re-listen to the show uh, on your favorite podcast homes, whether it's Apple or Spotify or any of the others, uh, just to punch in Scott Wetzel and or Opposite Picks, and uh, the show should pop up. Or you can listen to today's show and all the others, and hopefully they'll get the today's show posted ASAP with all this great uh, uh, gambling information that we give out. Uh, hopefully they, they post it this way. You can hop on board before FanDuel makes those adjustments on the uh, the great calculations we made with the uh, betting or, uh, betting uh, uh, the uh, Golden State Warriors to win the championship from here on out. All right, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, as far as the golf goes, I am curious about why you know why just the golfers because they're the ones that are making the money. So is it about the money then, or is it really about the Saudis being involved in this thing? I mean, <coughs> excuse me, it's just it just seems kind of weird that the golfers have to take the brunt of it. Meanwhile, everyone else is getting involved with it. Uh, Broncos. Head coach Nathaniel Hackett said he was worried about Russell Wilson, and it probably still is about Wilson being able to, uh, you know, fully understand the playbook and everything else because of his outside commitments. Uh, spotted at the Kames Film Festival, uh, Sierra's wife's uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover in Times Square. This is why, you know what? It, it, on paper, it looks great. These guys, when they get older, they have families, they have kids, they have other responsibilities, they have other interests. You don't win. You just don't win. You know, Russell Wilson, I'm sure he's going to go to Denver and do a good job, but they're not going to win. He's too distracted. Same thing with the L.A. Rams. Now that all these main guys have got their money, whether it's Satford or, uh, you know, the wide receiver or or Donald, I mean, uh, you know, they're not going to win. They got their money. Uh, They got fat last year. You watch. The Rams will be a 500-foot team up there, Waukee. Chris Sale, uh, according to Fangraph, throwing over 94 miles an hour as he's getting set to return. That's the highest he's had before the Tommy John surgery. Let's hope, Red Sox fans, we owe him $100 million still. What a dopey contract that was by Dave Dombrowski. Uh, Pro Football, full circle, coming up next on Sports Grid Radio. We'll talk to you tonight. 